Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? I hope you guys are doing great tonight. I'm doing amazing. Happy to be here for uh, another episode of Space Bar Radio Podcast. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking this week about a lot of very interesting topics. Okay, last week I gave you guys a brief introduction of what the show was going to be about. I uh, told you it was going to be about metaphysics, uh, spirituality, science, uh, religion. Okay, I told you about some of the texts that I'll be looking at. For example, the Urantia book. And this week, I wanted to talk about some things that I hold very close and dear to my heart. Okay, I want to talk about three things on today's episode of Spacebar Radio. The first thing I want to talk about is quantum entanglement. The second thing I'm going to be talking about is the idea of sonship. And the third thing I'm going to be talking about is the reality of the thought adjuster and how the reality of the thought adjuster ties in to the reality of quantum entanglement. Okay. Now, you may ask yourself, how does a concept like uh, sonship and quantum physics... So, uh, let's talk about sonship a little bit more uh, before we get into quantum physics. But how do these two topics, how do these two ideas go hand in hand? Okay. Uh, I am a huge advocate and supporter of the idea of man becoming a son of God or man realizing his sonship with God, man realizing that he is a son of God, uh, man realizing that when he awakens to the reality of who he is as a son of God, that he can share the attributes of his father, okay? And we'll talk more in detail about who this father is, um, how he has revealed himself to us, why he has revealed himself to us. But let's just go ahead and start this podcast off um, by saying hello. How are you doing tonight? I hope this week found you well. I hope that you were able to realize your higher self and realize your potential more fully. I know that I was able to. Okay, I know that I was able to access the divinity within, I was able to access who I am uh, on, a, on a spiritual level, and I hope that you were able to do so as well. I wanted to start today's podcast off by taking a look at the Urantia book, uh, paper 40, section 6. Paper 40, section 6 in the Urantia book speaks of the faith sons of God. Allow me to share an excerpt from the book. But you are not yet by nature of the divine order. You are wholly mortal. You will be reckoned as ascending suns the instant fusion takes place. But the status of the mortals of time and space is that of faith suns prior to the event of the final amalgamation of the surviving mortal soul with some type of eternal and immortal spirit. Okay, so this is telling us about the reality of the faith sons of God. And with us being mortals, we are those faith sons of God. We are not sons of God in actuality just yet, 
But after the fusion takes place, a fusion takes place with our thought adjusters, and we'll go more into what a thought adjuster is later in this podcast. After a fusion takes place, we are able to realize the fullness of who we are as sons of God. But until that time, we are recognized and identified as faith sons of God, accessing our sonship by faith. We are not yet of the ascending order, but we can access sonship through faith. Faith is to believe what we are before we actually become it. It is to align ourselves with what we have been told that we are by God and his holy angels. All throughout the scriptures, we see God constantly telling us who we are as sons of God. We see Jesus reflecting the very nature of man and God in one person. To be a faith son of God is to behave like a son of the spirit, even though we are still in the flesh. This is entirely possible by the injunction that God has poured his spirit out on all flesh. It is also true because of God's indwelling spirit. So after God poured his spirit out on all flesh, this became even more possible it became even more possible for the sons of God to become manifest and for the sons of God to realize who they are as God's children. Now, let's talk a little bit about the concept of quantum entanglement. Well, let us ask a question. What is quantum entanglement? Quantum entanglement is the idea that subatomic particles respond and react to each other independent of where they are in relation to one another. For example, if one proton is spinning up, its electron counterpart will spin down no matter where it is. These subatomic particles could be right next to each other or they could be on the opposite end of the universe. And what does this have to do with the idea of sonship? Well, first we must discuss the concept of the hypostatic union as presented in the scriptures. According to scriptures, the hypostatic union is this mysterious union that happens between God and his children through the cross of Christ. The official definition of the hypostatic union is the combination of divine and human natures in the single person of Christ. In order for there to be a union, there must be something that takes place non-locally in the spiritual world that cannot be seen. I theorize that God executes this hypostatic union by somehow making man's spirit and God's spirit one through the new birth. And Jesus alludes to this new birth when he is found speaking with Nicodemus in the book of John. John chapter three, verse five says, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Paul exclaims later in the gospels that so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. We see here that this is pointing to the reality of the new birth that results in the new man. It also explains how God goes about creating that new man. Other verses also speak of putting on the new self, of putting on the Christ. For example, in Ephesians chapter four, verse 24, we see, and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. 
and we see in Colossians chapter 3 verse 10 and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. This may be a bit far-reaching, but I theorize that through a phenomenon similar to quantum entanglement, the new man in Christ responds to the actions of Christ in the same way subatomic particles respond to one another. But for example, if Christ does... Wait, hold up. I remember reading that it says, as he is, so are we. Is this truly a quantum reality? We must understand that the Father exists non-locally and is able to instantaneously communicate with all parts of his creation in and through an awareness of the quantum world. Over the course of this week, I began to think of this concept more and more and I began to realize that I've come to a different conclusion regarding quantum entanglement and sonship. I realized that these two ideas do not go hand in hand like I once thought. Allow me to explain. This is because quantum entanglement has to do with the fact that two subatomic particles can interact and respond to each other's spin no matter how far away they are and unfortunately the concept and idea of sonship is only loosely associated with this concept. Sonship has more to do with becoming and being a son of God. In my exploration of the sonship paradigm, I have concluded that it has more to do with various types of beings becoming sons through the process of deification and by growing deeper in the relationship with the Father. Let us ponder and postulate about another idea. Another idea that is connected to the idea of sonship is the idea that man becomes like God through a realization of who he already is as a son of God. In this way, it is not so much a becoming as it is an awakening. The fullness of who we are can be found in our identification with Christ. Christ metaphysically represents the archetype Son of God. He is the perfect idea of man in the mind of God. He is everything that God designed man to be in the context of sonship. This reality of who we are already exists in its entirety in the mind of God. It is in and through the Christ that God reveals who we truly are as sons of God. In this concept, and in this context, Christ serves as a mirror reflecting man's true identity. A more accurate observation of this phenomenon can be seen in the active connection between the Paradise Father, the Thought Adjuster, and the Sons of God. The Urantia book teaches us that the Universal Father lives in his mortal creatures through the advent of the Thought Adjuster. The Thought Adjuster is taught to be a fragment of God within mortal creatures that helps, the, that helps us evolve and ascend. Not only that, but the Thought Adjuster is God the Father living within his creatures. In the fullness of time and after all evolutionary requirements have been met, according to the creature's to a creature's ascension plan, mortal beings become one with their thought adjusters through a process called adjusted fusion. After this process takes place, the creature and the adjuster become one being. 
The idea of God being present within man through the thought adjuster points us to a deeper reality present in the quantum world. This reality is known as quantum entanglement. No matter where a creature finds itself, no matter what galaxy or universe it is located in, the thought adjuster can be found habitating within the creature. The means as to which this is possible scientifically could possibly be explained by observing quantum mechanics and more specifically the idea of quantum entanglement. <coughs> Subatomic particles are non-local and so are thought adjusters. Thought adjusters aren't only said to be the link between God and his creatures. The thought adjusters are indeed the father himself living within the creature. And it is these concepts and it is these realities that we ponder upon in order to make a connection between the quantum world and God himself and spirituality itself. And we're going to be exploring these topics more fully and in more detail in further episodes. But for this episode, we really want to wrap our mind around the idea that God is present with us in the physical realm by the means of the thought adjuster and that the reality of the thought adjuster exists non-locally. What is non-locality? What does it mean that something exists non-locally? In the world of quantum mechanics, non-locality refers to that which is not seen. For example, why do uh, why do uh, protons and electrons, why do they respond to consciousness in the way that they do? In a double split experiment, excuse me, in a double split experiment, we see protons and electrons, we see subatomic particles acting in ways that are unpredictable. Upon conscious awareness, we see that these protons and electrons change from being particles to waves. This is called the wave collapse function. You may ask yourself, how can a subatomic particle be both a particle and a wave? Well, this is the mystery that's had scientists and deep thinkers scratching their heads for the last 40 to 60 years. And it is this concept that we're going to explore more of on our next episode of Spacebar Radio. I thank you so much for tuning in to Spacebar Radio Podcast. Of course, I'm going to have more awesome revelation, understanding, and knowledge for you next week. But I challenge you to go out and explore these concepts more fully for yourself. Thank you once again for tuning in to Spacebar Radio Podcast, and you guys have a wonderful night.